Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness, a tool available to everyone to empower you to be more self-aware for greater control of your life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through simple mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and similar applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, how do your comfort zones impact your life? Everyone has multiple comfort zones that they exist within. Comfort zones are places of incredible familiarity. They are places that are comforting because you know what's going to happen, because you know what they entail, and you know exactly how everything is going to be in that zone. However, a comfort zone can be completely unideal and unhelpful to your life and somewhere that you've been existing a long time. This is why anytime you take on a new enterprise or you try something new or you do something different from the norm and the things that you've been doing, it's often a struggle because you have to break free from your comfort zone. There's almost always more than one comfort zone that you and I exist within. But first and foremost, how do you recognize your comfort zones? Let's start out with this. It's really important to understand that a comfort zone isn't necessarily comfortable. The irony to this phrase is that it's not so much somewhere that's comfortable as somewhere that's familiar. And in a lot of respects, somewhere that's particularly stable, or at least that feels particularly stable. A comfort zone tends to be a place of routine, of rote, of habit and familiarity that is a stable environment as far as you can tell. For this reason, in a lot of respects, the phrase stability zone would be a much better description of what this is. However, that can cause a little bit of confusion, but in some respects, not so much more than the phrase comfort zone does, because again, a comfort zone isn't necessarily comfortable. Comfort zones can oftentimes be places that just are where you feel safe and secure, at least on the very, very deep notion of safety and security. It's about stability. It's about familiarity. For example, Let's say you've been working the same job for the last 20 years. It's a job that doesn't excite you in any way, shape, or form, and you might prefer to do something different, but you just can't bring yourself to do it. And even though you aren't happy about your job and you don't really like being there, you still continue to go and there's something about it that just holds you there. That is a comfort zone because it is a place of stability and a place of familiarity that you know is going to be there and where you're going to perform your rote and routine and habits that you've been performing all along for all this time. Now, a comfort zone isn't necessarily a place. A comfort zone can also be somewhere in your head that you reside that you might use as an escape or that you might use as a way of getting out of a situation. It can also be a situation rather than in your head or a place. For example, a comfort zone can be seated in front of the TV watching Netflix or seated in your office with your eyes closed and leaning back in your chair listening to music. It can even technically be meditation, 
but only if your meditation isn't actually going anywhere, if you're not being self-aware, if you're not working to let go of thoughts, if you're just sitting still in one spot and pretending to meditate, which I've done before and I'm sure lots of other meditators have done, it's not meditation. This is by no means a simple concept and comfort zones are comfortable because of their familiarity and implied stability. However, that doesn't mean that they're stable. Lots of times, your comfort zone will cease to exist not by means of your own making. For example, getting dumped out of a relationship, getting fired from a job. These are going to take you out of your comfort zone because your comfort zone doesn't exist anymore. That is extremely disconcerting when it happens to you, and it's probably already happened to you along the way. But as you look at comfort zones in this ideal, I think you can see that there are multiple comfort zones in which you exist. I certainly know there are multiple comfort zones in which I exist. There are things that I do and places that I go that are particularly comfortable. When it comes to your self-awareness and any attempts at conscious reality creation or manifestation or just generally being, recognizing comfort zones is important. When you don't recognize where a comfort zone exists and how it might be holding you somewhere you don't actually desire to be, you won't recognize how it might be impacting your life. Comfort zones will impact your life in various and sundry ways. In some times, it's good, but a lot of times, especially when a comfort zone isn't actually comfortable, it's not good. And the impact it's having on your life is it's holding you somewhere that you don't actually desire to be. It's causing you to remain in a place, in a way, in an existence that isn't who, what, where, how, why, or even where, which I think I already said, you desire to be. Comfort zones are exactly that. Stable and familiar. And the stable and familiar tends to be lumped in as comfortable. And yet, often, it's not. How can you tell if this is impacting you? One way you can tell is a general sense of if you feel stuck or incomplete or like something is missing from your life, odds are this is tied to a comfort zone. If you work that same job and you just feel like it's not completing you, maybe that comfort zone is holding you back. Now, I'm not saying, okay, leave your comfort zone behind, totally escape it, blow it off. That's not how that works. Sometimes you have to adjust other things to leave a given comfort zone. Sometimes you can't leave certain types of comfort zones, which isn't always a bad thing. Some comfort zones are perfectly good. They are, in fact, comfortable. But a lot of the things I've read and listened to that talk about self-help, including my own work, talks about how you cannot remain in that comfort zone. You must learn to get uncomfortable because in getting uncomfortable, you are able to foment change. Change, of course, is the one and only constant in the entire universe. And because change is always happening, whether you choose it or not, it will, does, and can occur. And there isn't a whole lot you can do about it when that happens, and it will. When you desire to affect change and make 
change, this is often going to require you to step out of your comfort zone. And knowing this, you can see how a comfort zone is impacting your life, whether it's good, bad, or just kind of there. Because, as I've said at the beginning, comfort zones are often just manifestations of your rote, routine, and habit. So why does this matter? Well, because, like I said, you want to change, you want to leave your comfort zone, you need to identify it first. You can't leave a place when you don't know where you are. If you got lost and then you've got to find your way out of where you are, you got to know where you are to start. So to move out of your comfort zone, you need to begin with, guess what? Conscious awareness in the here and now. To move out of your subconscious mind, to leave behind rote routine and habit, you must be consciously aware, which means you need to be mindful. Mindfulness, if I may remind you, is awareness, self-awareness. Specifically, it's awareness of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. That awareness gives you the empowerment to change your thoughts, feelings, actions, or intentions in whatever way you might desire to change. And in this particular context, this is going to be so that you can identify where your comfort zone is and what your comfort zone is, how it is, why it is, and everything else that belongs to it. Again, a comfort zone isn't necessarily a place. Your comfort zones are going to be experiences, they're going to be memories, they're going to be habits, they're going to be places. Comfort zones take a lot of different forms, both good and bad. Besides that, some comfort zones are, in fact, completely neutral. And yet, they're still going to have an impact on your life because if a neutral comfort zone is holding you somewhere and it's somewhere that you didn't previously actively care to leave, knowing what it is, where it is, how it is, and why it is, is the only way that you can leave it. To do that, you need to work with self-awareness and specifically mindfulness of yourself. This is a process that can only take place in the here and now. You cannot do mindfulness for the past. You cannot do mindfulness for the future. The past has come and gone. It cannot be changed, altered, redone, or undone. Likewise, the future hasn't happened yet. So you can't just work on something that hasn't occurred. You can work for it. You can work towards it. But the only way and time in which you can do that is here and now. Also, let's not forget that now is the only time that's really, truly real. The past and the future being kind of nebulous and weebly-wobbly, timey-wimey in the words of the doctor. Anyhow, when it comes to choosing to make a change in your life, to change a career, to start a new relationship, to end a relationship, to buy something major, even a little change like quitting smoking or stopping biting your fingernails or anything of that nature, you need to start by being mindful and consciously aware so that you can see what your rote, routine, and habit are. But know that you are going to meet resistance along the way. And that resistance is neither from your subconscious nor your conscious mind. It's from your ego. Ego, as I tend to explain it, is a construct that exists between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. At some point, probably in the past, maybe the distant past, maybe the recent past, 
you were consciously aware of who, what, where, how, and why you were. And you knew everything about yourself that you desired and how you desired for it to be, etc. And you created in that moment yourself. This became your ego. And this is how you projected yourself out into the world. And unless you are consciously aware and making alterations to that, that's how you will continue to project yourself to the world until such time as you use conscious awareness to change it. Likewise, it reflects back at you. So when you created this vision of who you are, or rather in this case, who you were, it's both how you project out and reflect in. That, in turn, can cause a great deal of resistance because often egos are comfort zones. Your ego was created in a place of great comfort. It is a comfort zone. So when you're choosing to step out of it and step away from that egoic creation, suddenly you are out of your comfort zone. And this is going to cause resistance. Resistance in this instance is akin to what Stephen Pressfield speaks of in his War of Art, which, by the way, if you've never read this book, I cannot recommend it enough. Resistance is that force that causes you not to move, to not act. It's that force that tells you, nope, you are incapable. You should not be making that effort. You should stop there. You need to fight resistance. You need to move past it because resistance is a lying liar that lies. Resistance is going to keep you small. It's going to keep you where your ego feels itself in control. But when you choose to be more consciously aware and work from a place of mindfulness, you gain control over this and you can change and leave your comfort zone as desired you will, along the way, form new comfort zones. And you're still always going to have multiple comfort zones because it's a part of human nature to find the familiar, to create the stable, to have a place where we feel safe. And even if it's not somewhere that we actually are comfortable, familiarity and safety and stability are huge. They're a big part of why we do almost everything that we do. Is it any wonder that the phrase familiarity breeds contempt makes perfect sense in this context? I think you can see it for what it is right there. Everyone has multiple comfort zones that they exist within. And until you recognize yours and how they're impacting your life, changing them or leaving them is not easy to do. But you can always do it because you are worthy and deserving of it. Let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. The tool is this. We're going to identify one of your comfort zones. Now, I'm not talking about an obvious comfort zone or a positive comfort zone. I'm talking about those stability zones and hidden familiar zones and places, whether literal or not, in which you are comfortable, in which you are staying whether or not you desire to be there. And again, identifying a comfort zone you're not familiar with or truly understanding of that you didn't recognize for what it is doesn't mean you're finding something bad. You're just finding a comfort zone. Until you find it, you can never leave it. And you might be surprised to see that some of your comfort zones were not even anything you were directly aware of, but awareness of them 
lets you change them. Let's start here. Write this down. Number one, is there a place, literal or metaphorical, that you frequent? And it can be your cubicle at work. It can be in front of the TV and watching Netflix. It can be during a guided meditation, or anything of that sort. Where is a familiar place, a frequent place that you're often at? Two, when you are in this place, do you feel like it's stable? Does it make you feel safe? Does it feel like you've maybe always been there, like it's somewhere you've been venturing to forever? That's something to take into account. Three, does thinking about leaving that place And not returning, I'm not talking just a temporary departure, I mean you leave it behind for good. Does leaving that place and thinking about leaving that place make you uncomfortable? If the answer to question three is yes, congratulations, you've just identified a comfort zone. Now that you've identified it, is it somewhere that you desire to remain or would you like to leave it behind? Please note is no right or wrong answer to that question, but only you can answer it because only you are in your head, heart, and soul. This is a huge part of why I've been talking about self-awareness for everyone for all the time that I have and why I'm sharing this podcast every week. Because it's these things, these elements of every single person on the planet that we don't recognize for what they are and how they both empower and disempower us that I want to share with the world. And I want to help you understand so that you can take greater control over your life and your life experience and do have and be the ultimate you that you can be. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and learning other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can also follow me via Instagram at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Please take a moment to explore the Etsy shop from Fima Honey, the fantastic creator of my cover art, Italia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, maybe that of the people around you. And as always, please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Mm -hmm.